from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience. I am Greg Peterson coming at you from Circa, wonderful resort and sportsbook out here in lovely Las Vegas. Got a great hour two for you as here in the first couple of minutes, we're going to be talking a little bit of baseball. We've got two great games that are going to be coming up for Sunday out there with the American League Divisional Series starting back up. You've got game three, so the series turn now to the home of Sox as the White Sox and the Red Sox are going to be hosting in their series. So we're going to be hitting on those. I'm going to have my New York Post play of the day on there. So we're going to have some fun there. And college football, college basketball, I should say, starts up. And if you're out there on the East Coast 30 days, if you're out here on the West Coast here in the Pacific time zone, you've still got 31 days. But we've got a pair of great previews that are going to be coming up. Going to be looking at the Missouri Valley Conference. And I always do deductive futures when it comes to a portion of the Saturday version of the show. And that is just pretty much where I always wanted you guys to fire in, where you guys want me to just look for value in general. When it comes to the futures board, it can be for you. It can be maybe a little bit of a shout out for a loved one or something like that. And I had a whole bunch of people just asking me about random Big Ten teams. So we just put it all in one sort of segment and we're going to be taking a look at the Big Ten. So we're going to have some fun with it. And... Then in the final segment, we're going to be getting primed up for an NFL Sunday. And then in the final hour, we just go NFL. I'm going to do a little bit of a refresh on my New York Post play today since I always get questions on that. We always have to give the people what they want, but going to be going very much football heavy when it comes to the final hour of the show. But we've got to take a look at what we've got on the betting board for the Sunday in Major League Baseball. We've got a pair of really good games as you've got a Chicago White Sox team that's going to be looking to claw their way back into their series with the Houston Astros. It's win or go home for them. You've got right now the Houston Astros find themselves as a little bit of a road underdog, despite the fact that they want being able to win the first two games of the series relatively handily. You're finding them right in the neighborhood between a plus 105. I'm seeing as good as a plus 109 out there if you're shopping around here in Vegas. But if you're looking to lay it with the Chicago White Sox, you're going to be finding them anywhere between about a minus 117 to a minus 125. And I do take a look at the White Sox in this spot because of the starting pitcher that you have going. 
Dylan Cease is going to be on the bump for the White Sox. Meanwhile, Luis Garcia hits the bump for the Houston Astros. And I think that home and road splits are so important. I was talking about it a little bit earlier in this program. Going into yesterday, we had seen the home team go 7-1 and in the first eight postseason games. Obviously, that wound up drying up a little bit on Saturday as you did wind up having a pair of road teams get the win in the National League Divisional Series. But at the same time, I do think that home field means a little bit more in the postseason. It's not one of these things in which you want to be just drastically adjusting your handicap, but at the same time, recognize that these are postseason games typically played a little bit more friendly to families and thus that are trying to attend these games because as we know, sometimes when you get like a matinee Thursday game in September, well, unfortunately the kids are at school, the husband's working and everything like that, and well, you're just not able to get to the game, and even though you don't wind up having COVID restrictions out there in some of these areas that limit the fans, you're not getting a whole lot of fans out there to start with. That's not the case here in these postseason games, and it is good to see fans back in the stands for these playoff games. It does bring a little bit of joy to my heart, but you just take a look at what you're going to be able to get out of Luis Garcia in this spot, and I don't think that it's necessarily going to be that great because you take a look at what Luis Garcia has been able to do for the season. At home, he has been nothing short of absolutely amazing for the Houston Astros. On the road, his ERA raises by about two points. It is one of the bigger home and road splits that you're going to find of any pitcher remaining that is currently pitching as he's just been getting lit up whenever he's been away from home. Opponent's batting average raises from when he's at home at 208 to a 257. So that is a big giant issue. And what else is a little bit of an issue as well is that he just doesn't get as many strikeouts as well. His strikeouts per nine rate on the road is right around nine. At home, it's a little bit north of 10. So there's clearly a little bit of something at work there. Meanwhile, you take a look at Dylan Cease. His home ERA is right around a 3-2. His home road ERA is more around a 4-6. There was a little bit of a fear that he'd be a little bit banged up after taking that comebacker. But it turns out you just got a whole bevy of injuries when it comes to the Chicago White Sox. And he wound up being fine. Carlos Rodon for game four is a little bit more of a question mark if they wind up getting there. But as we know, for the Chicago White Sox, this is a win or go home sort of scenario for them. I do think that they're going to be able to get this win as you've got very much a veteran managerial sort of situation here as well. As you've got Tony LaRusso on one side for the White Sox and Dusty Baker for the Houston Astros. I have to think that in regards to combined age, that that's like the oldest managerial matchup we've ever seen in the postseason. Do not quote me on that one, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head that that's got to be it because you've got two guys. Uh, let's face it, they're relatively ancient in the game of baseball. Still doing managerial work, so good for them. But I do take a look at it, and I do think that the White Sox are going to be able to hit very well. And also keep in mind, with the White Sox, they hit a home run on about 25% more of their at-bats, or 25% more frequently when they are at home rather than on the road as well. This is a White Sox team that they actually, with regards to home run frequency, are dead last when it comes to all teams in the postseason. So that is something that I'm taking a look at because obviously with the Astros, in the first two games of the series, they've been able to get their offense going with guys like Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and company. And you wound up having a quadrant of guys for this team. In Mr. Altuve, you're able to throw in there Kyle Tucker, Carlos Correa, and Jordan Alvarez that all during the season were able to deliver 26-plus home runs with a batting average of at least a 270. So been highly impressed there. But I do think that the White Sox, with guys like Jose Abreu and company, they're going to be able to get a little bit of offense generated. I like them in the spot. And when it comes to the total, I do think that you have to be factoring in ballpark conditions a little bit more as well, because right now we're seeing pretty much across the board eight and a half. Now, all these eight and a half are going to have a little bit of juice to the under, but I want to personally setting this total a little bit closer to an 8.1 personally. So that means on an eight and a half, I wind up taking a look at the under, but that is because out there in Chicago now, it's a little bit cooler than when the balls were flying out with a bunch of humidity during the summertime. So you want to be keeping that in mind when you wind up handicapping games that are in more towards the Midwest, Northeast part of the country. And the other game is in the Northeast part of the country. And I've got my New York Post play for this one. Tampa Bay Rays on the road facing off against the Boston Red Sox. Right now, you're seeing the Red Sox as a little bit of a favorite as they open up the underdogs. So we've had a flip of favorites in this spot with the Rays. You're going to be finding them anywhere between about a minus 105 to a little bit of a plus price. I'm seeing a couple plus 101s, a couple plus 102s. And then if you're looking at the Red Sox, going to be laying anywhere between about a minus 105 to as bad as about a minus 115. And I want to make him 
the play the Tampa Bay Rays in the New York Post because you just take a look at Drew Rasmussen, what he's been able to do for the Tampa Bay Rays team ever since he got elevated into the starting rotation. That was in mid-August. I think it was August 14th to be exact. He has made eight starts. He has given up two runs or fewer in every one of them. Now, do not expect Drew Rasmussen to be going with necessarily a lot of length. He has went five innings or fewer in all of these starts, but he has done his role, and he has done his role very well ever since making that first start about a buck 46 ERA. And this is another spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at an under because you're seeing this total across the board in eight and a half. You've even got a little bit of juice on the over in some of these spots. At places like DraftKings, you're finding between a minus 115 to a minus 120 on that over. And it really doesn't make sense because for one, you've obviously got cooler temperatures now in Boston this time of year rather than during the summertime. But you've also got what I mentioned with Drew Rasmussen, and then you take a look at the other side and Anthony Evaldi. He's got a lifetime postseason ERA of about a buck sixty-five. The only time that the Boston Red Sox have ever lost a postseason game in which Nathan Evaldi pitched in, that was in that 2018-18 inning game that you wound up having Nathan Evaldi heroically coming out of the bullpen to pitch. That loss certainly was not on Mr. Evaldi. It was more or less on the fact that the Boston Red Sox just they looked like they were swinging a wiffle bat up there, but I do take a look at this situation. I do think that the Rays are sort of the team that I put in that Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. That's going to be coming out a little bit later. When it comes to our college basketball previews, it's going to be a big theme of one of them, but I take a look at this Tampa Bay Rays team. They are the team that wanted representing the American League in the World Series last year. I think that they're destined to be able to do so once again. They did wind up giving up 14 runs in their last game, but you know that they're going to be locked and loaded when it comes to the bullpen. Andrew Kittrich throughout the year had a sub-2 ERA. J.G. Chargois, ever since being acquired from the Seattle Mariners, he's had a sub-2 ERA. And when we think about the Tampa Bay Rays, we think about all the funky things that they wind up doing with their bullpen. We think of all the ways that they're not traditional when it comes to their starting pitching and everything. But you've also got to think about what the Tampa Bay Rays is that they are the only team that wound up being in the being able to average at least 5.3 runs per game. It was the Houston Astros, number one in terms of offensive production in the major leagues. The Tampa Bay Rays were number two. They've got a lot of guys that they don't necessarily hit for the greatest average, but they do a great job of being able to get on base. We saw it with someone like a G-Man Choi hitting for right around a 230 for the regular season, but right around a 350 on base, Yandy Diaz, right around a 355 on base, was hitting right around about a 250-ish, and even their top home run hitter in Brandon Lau. 39 home runs this year. He wound up hitting about a 240, but a 340 on base. And you've got Mike Zanino, Nelson Cruz, a pair of guys that joined Brandon Lau in being able to hit for at least 30 home runs so far this year. You've also got a guy in Austin Meadows that just does a great job of being able to supply RBI, over 100 RBI during the season. This is a Tampa Bay Rays team that they actually do a better job with their offense on the road than at home. That makes sense because the drop, let's face it, it's a dump. We wound up seeing it with Nelson Cruz hitting that home run. He wound up getting awarded that home run because the ball wound up hitting on one of the upper rings of the catwalk. So that's a little bit of an intriguing spot. But I do take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that there's a lot of value here. I wound up making it my New York Post play of the day. And we've had each of our lives too. Whenever I've been on this program, whenever I give out the New York Post play of the day, on the Greg Peterson experience, it seems to be good luck. So we're going to be hoping that that holds true in this one as well. And going to be taking a look at another under in this spot as I do think that cooler temperatures in the Midwest and the Northeast part of the country, something that you want to be taking into account when it comes to your handicapping of Major League Baseball. When you are handicapping college basketball, you want to be taking a look at some of these teams early. Coming up next, we preview the Missouri Valley Conference right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including the absolutely tremendous Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 a month at vcin.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, and I'm going to be writing up on those guides myself. College basketball betting guide is going to be out in about a month or so, give or take a few days, and you're going to be finding a lot of my conference previews in there. I am right now working to preview all these teams. As a matter of fact, because we always come in a little bit early and prepare for our show and everything like that. I was writing up my breakdown of Grambling men's basketball. If you're wondering, yes, Grambling does play basketball, and they do have a guy by the name of Prince Moss who shot 46.2% from three-point range with 9.5 points and 3.8 rebounds per game last season. I was not even using my computer for that, so we are very fired up for that. So we're going to give you guys a couple conference previews. We're going to be doing a lot of these here on the Greg Peterson Experience in the coming weeks. Baseball is starting to wind down, and we've got to let you guys know where to make some money because when it comes to college basketball betting, I feel like there's the most money to be made out there because, for one, you've obviously got the most amount of games because it's one of those things where in the NFL, you've only got 16 games a week at the most to be able to bet on. Meanwhile, in college basketball, if you've got 16 games on a Wednesday, that's a slow night, so... There's a whole lot of opportunity, and there's a bunch of teams out there in a bunch of very small cities that it is hard for the bookmakers to keep up with. And this is a conference I have come to know and love, the Missouri Valley Conference, ladies and gentlemen. We wind up getting these odds via Bet Rivers with regards to odds to win the conference. And, well, the Ric Flair mentality has been taken by odds makers. In order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ as loyal Chicago enters as minus 182 favorites. From there, you've got Drake at 2-1, to one, plus 200. From there, it is 10-1 to one or longer, Missouri State and Northern Iowa. Southern Illinois is at 20-1. to one. You don't want to be putting your money there. Indiana State at 50-1. to one. They're going to be in a very intriguing team in that they're going to be trying to zig while everyone else is zagging. Valparaiso is 80-1. to one. You've got Bradley at 80-1. to one. Illinois State, Dan Muller has not been doing a great job with this program. They are currently clocking in at 100 to 1, and 
if you are bold enough to take the fighting Todd Licklighters of Evansville, they're at 200 to 1. And boy, if you take the fighting Todd Licklighters, I do not know what to tell you. It is a bold strategy. We will see if it winds up paying off for you. But let's first of all talk about the team that is going to be zigging while everyone else is zagging. And that is a team that wound up seeing a coaching change in the offseason. That'd be Indiana State. Now, I don't think that there's value on them being able to win the conference outright, but I think that this team could be able to make you a bunch of money on totals because one thing that is synonymous with the Missouri Valley Conference is games that are complete and utter eyesores. You are going to be seeing some tremendous defense. You are not going to be seeing a lot of offense out there in the Missouri Valley Conference, but now you've got Josh Schertz coming into the fold. A lot of you guys are saying, who in the world is Josh Schertz? Well, Greg Peterson has an answer for you. He comes over from the Division II level as he was one of the more dominant coaches and one of the more up-tempo coaches out there at Lincoln Memorial. He went 188 and 16 volumes over there at Harrogate before he wound up going over to there to Lincoln Memorial. And with Lincoln Memorial, if you take a look at what they wound up doing last year, they averaged over 90 points per game. This is a team that they are looking to run it and gun it. They are playing as if they are double parked, and the only way to be able to prolong their double parkingness is by being able to get buckets. It doesn't matter if they give them up on the other end or not. They just need to keep scoring points in order to not get their car towed. So that is the way that they wanted running that offense, and he brings back with them a few of his buddies to be able to help out with this. Simon Wolbar, he has six foot eleven, two hundred thirty-five pounds, a little bit of a versatile big man, should be able to help this team out along Cameron Henry. I think that that's going to be a big wrinkle because we see with a lot of those top teams, Loyal Chicago, Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa. These are two teams that they are just year in and year out towards the bottom thirty-five when it comes to possessions per game. Last year, Northern Iowa was an exception. Northern Iowa is going to be back in full force, and I do agree with them being number four in regards to the conference because. With Northern Iowa, it was just a Murphy's Law situation with them last year. Whatever could go wrong, did go wrong. You uncharacteristically saw them more towards the top third of all of college basketball when it came to possessions per game. That's because A.J. Green, prolific scorer, wound up averaging 19 points, right around three rebounds, three assists per game during the 2019-20 season. He was limited to three games. He was out for the season. Now he winds up teaming up with guys like Trey Barrow and company and what you're going to be finding in the Missouri Valley Conference as well. These are old guys. You're going to be finding like every single one of these starting lineups. Fourth-year guy, fourth-year guy, fifth-year guy, sixth-year guy. Someone who's as old as Moses going out there in the starting lineup. I mean, that is the Missouri Valley Conference. So, And these guys are able to play as well. Because one thing that you have the fear with when it comes to so many of these conferences is that it's like, oh, these guys have been in college for so long. There has to be a reason why. These are actually good players. So whoever winds up coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference, for one, I think that you're going to be in line for two bids when it comes to the Missouri Valley Conference in the NCAA tournament. I think that Drake and also Loyal Chicago are NCAA tournament teams. And I think that you could wind up getting into there a third. The team that was tied at 10-1 with regards to those odds in the Missouri Valley Conference, that would be our good friends, the Missouri State Bears. And when it comes to Missouri State, this is not a team that you want to sleep on. They've got one of the most prolific duos that you're able to find out there in all of college basketball. Gage Prim, Isaiah Mosley. These guys wound up combining for 36 points per game. They're able to give you rebounds. They're able to give you assists. If you need them to sell hot dogs at the hot dog stand during halftime, gosh darn it, they're going to do it for you. This is a duo that I really like. And then they pair with them Jalen Minnett. Minnett is coming in from IUPUI. While he was with the Jaguars, he was able to shoot the high 30s from three-point range. A guy that's able to give you 19 points per game. That gives this team that number three score that they were really badly craving last year because it was a little bit hit or miss with this team. It looks like they've got a little bit of something when it comes to that number three, four score in Jamonta Black. But what you also wanted finding with Missouri State is that when Jamonta Black was not able to give this team any production whatsoever, he just wound up hitting like for lack of a better term, a basketball ditch towards like late January, early February when he was scoring like zero to three points per game. This team was consistently losing. So they do need that number three guy. Minute is someone that is going to be able to come in and is going to be able to hold down the fort. But let's face it, there's a reason why Loyal Chicago is north of a minus 175 favorite to be able to win this conference. And that is despite the fact that you wind up losing Porter Mosier. So in comes Mr. Valentine new coach of this team, and I can tell you right now, I wound up talking to my good buddy Kevin Sweeney. He's out there in Chicago. He works for Sports Illustrated, wound up attending one of Loyal Chicago's practices. They look like, and I quote, a well-oiled machine. So, 
I do put a lot of credence into that. I think that this is a loyal Chicago team that they've done not just a good job in the transfer portal as well, an amazing job in the transfer portal. Just because you're having a coaching change doesn't mean that this is a team that all of a sudden they're going to be resting on their laurels. It doesn't mean that they're going to be getting lackadaisical on defense because of the guys that they've wound up bringing in to replace them. And they've wound up bringing in a pair of very smart guys as they wound up going to the Ivy League for their transfers. Chris Knight, Ryan Schwieger. And if you're looking for a name from someone that probably has German descent, that is Mr. Schwieger. I am someone of that, so you've got one of those there. But you take a look at Chris Knight. While he's with Dartmouth, right around 14 points, 7 rebounds per game. As we know, the Ivy League did not wind up playing college basketball last year, but these guys are going to be able to come in. They're going to be instant contributors. They do a great job with regards to their defense. You've got a whole bunch of guys that wind up shooting in the high 30s, the low 40s when it comes to three-point shooting. And the way that it's looking for Loyal Chicago, looks like you're going to have a pair of sixth-year guys. You're going to have a fifth-year guy. You're going to have probably another fifth-year guy. You might wind up having two guys in their fourth year, but... This is very much an experienced team. And then with Drake, this is a team that they do wind up losing a couple pieces when it comes to the transfer portal. But I just take a look at what you've been able to get out there with Jutreves and company. This coaching regime is just absolutely masterful. I think that they are going to be there once again. I don't care that you wind up losing a couple pieces. Roman Penn is going to be fully healthy, something that he was out for the NCAA tournament. That is going to be very big. For this Drake team, when it comes to Drake, this is a team that was one of the most efficient when it comes to points on a per-possession basis in all of college basketball. You're going to be losing a little bit of that, but at the same time, I think that this is a team that they're going to be able to do a very good job on the glass as well. And if you want something interesting about Drake, over the last three years, when it comes to just pretty much you take a look at this coaching regime in general, how long Darren DeVries has been there. They have been the number one cover team in all of college basketball, covering over 60% of their games. We all recall the fact that they wound up covering something like 13 or 14 out of their first games last season to be able to get things started. They're going to be returning DJ Wilkins, Saquon Hemphill, who wound up being a little bit banged up towards back half of the season that led to some of those non-covers. He is back in the fold as well. I think that this is a Drake team that is going to be very dangerous. So I do think that there is good value on Loyal Chicago. Probably wouldn't want to lay that big hefty price. But at the same time, if you're looking for a little bit of an underdog, Missouri State at 10-1. to 1. Do not sleep on these guys. And do not sleep on the big time because coming up next, a lot of you guys for deductive futures. You wanted me to dive into the big time. I am a man of my promises. We will be delivering on that. So take a look at the Big Ten next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Make, make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Beeson free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets, emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus Full access to vcin.com data and analysis. You get everything vcin has to offer for only $22 a month. So sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. We wound up going through the Missouri Valley Conference in that last segment. It felt very good. And something I always do on this show is deductive futures. I pretty much throw it out to you guys. I ask you guys, all right, what's your region of the country? What's maybe a team that you want me to focus on? and tell me where to try to under some futures value, if there is any, if at all. Because sometimes, let's face it, if you're a fan of, say, I was throwing this one uh, about a week or two ago, the Minnesota Timberwolves, when you don't wind up having a first-round pick, there's really nobody on the team that can win Rookie of the Year. Let's face it, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're facing an uphill battle when it comes to being out there in the NBA Western Conference. So there's just not a lot to be had there. And if you're a fan of the Wisconsin Badgers, huh? Gosh, that football team was able to pull off a nice win and cover on Saturday, but certainly you've seen better times if you're a fan of the Wisconsin Badgers, but that leads us into this. As we've got a team, we've got a conference out there in college basketball where we're going to be taking the Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. And I was told by pretty much everyone working behind the scenes that I've got to give the Ric Flair woo if I wind up doing that quote so whoo here we go we've got michigan right now your betting favorite over there at bet rivers when it comes to the big 10 they're currently at plus 200 purdue plus 300 they are the number two shot 
Ohio State is plus 600, Illinois plus 700, Michigan State plus 900, and then you get 12 to 1 or greater. Maryland is at 12 to 1, you've got Rutgers at 20 to 1, Indiana 25 to 1, Wisconsin 33 to 1. Yeah, it's stunning to see them that far down the board along with Iowa at 40 to 1. Then you really get into the long shots. 100 to 1, Nebraska, 200 to 1, Northwestern Penn State and Minnesota 250 to 1. And if you're taking a look at Northwestern, Penn State, or Minnesota, I truly do salute you. This is going to be an absolutely brutal conference. Night in and night out, this is going to be just the grinder of grinders. And I do feel like we're anointing this Purdue team a little bit early. I'm not necessarily as bullish on them as a lot of people are. I've got Michigan as the best bet right now in this conference just because I don't necessarily know what you're going to be able to get out of Cedric Russell, who's going to be replacing Dwayne Washington for Ohio State. So I think that that's a little bit of an issue. Now, when you take a look at Purdue, there is a little bit of fear in me that they wind up being last year's Wisconsin and that with Wisconsin, they were a preseason top 15 team. They were bringing everyone back. You thought, oh boy, with everyone coming back the way that Wisconsin wound up closing out the year, this team is going to be great. And well, they were great enough to get an 8-9 matchup in the NCAA tournament and wind up getting steamrolled by Baylor in the second round of the tournament, and that was not great. But you do take a look at Purdue. I don't think that they necessarily have that much letdown ability because the big thing with Purdue that is different from Wisconsin from last year is just the way that they are built. Because with Wisconsin, as we know, it is a team of which it is built around the backcourt. You really didn't have much down low. Nate Reavers was your best shot blocker, and... When Nate Reavers is your best shot blocker, you should be looking elsewhere because with Purdue, what they've really got going for them is that all the giants of planet Earth, for some reason, wind up deciding to play basketball for Purdue. I have no idea. I have no idea how or why, but Zach Eady, 7'4", gentlemen, as a freshman last year, wound up chipping in there right around 8.5 points, 4.4 rebounds per game. He's going to be back as a sophomore. I wound up seeing him at the under-19 FIBA event. He looked very good. You've got Travion Williams who's going to be, in my opinion, one of the best players in all of college basketball. 15 and a half points, 9 rebounds. He's able to give you block shots. He's going to be solid, but when you take a look at this team, the big question is, is Jaden Ivey going to be able to build off of the nice run that he had towards the back half of the season? Because he was someone that was able to give you right around 11 points per game. The big question mark with Ivey, though, is 3-point shooting percentage. He was not efficient from beyond the arc. He wound up shooting right in the neighborhood of about 26% from three-point range. Now, he was able to do better towards the back half of the season, no question about it, but it is a big, giant question mark that I have. Is he going to be able to, for one, be able to dole out the ball a little bit more, and for two, be able to build off of the nice run that he wound up having towards the end of the year? We're going to go last nine games of the college basketball season. Here's how Jaden Ivey wound up performing. That 26% three-point shooting percentage, I was bumped up to about 31.5%. Still needs a little bit of work, but in the final nine games of the season for Purdue, 16 points, four boards, 2.2 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.3 blocks, and a partridge in a pear tree. So he was able to do a very nice job for you. You also just take a look at this Purdue team's only loss. It was Aaron Wheeler, so you're going to have a bunch of guys that are coming back. They do have some experience, but at the same time, Mason Gillis, someone who wanted being a nice player towards the back half of the season, he's going to be suspended for the first, first four games of Purdue as well. So perhaps you wind up maybe fading Purdue a little bit at the beginning of the year in those games. If they wind up dropping one or two, then you wind up buying a little bit higher on them than a 3-1 to one to be able to win the conference. But I just take a look at this Michigan team. The fact that Hunter Dickinson is back is one of the biggest things in all of college basketball. Caleb Houston, I feel like, is one of the more underrated freshmen in that under-19 FIBA event. He wound up playing for Team Canada, and he absolutely tore it up, was able to hit some threes, looked very good on defense. I think that he's going to be able to do some amazing things for this team. And then it is a Michigan team that they don't wind up bringing in a lot of transfers, but in my opinion, we've seen a lot of teams go a little bit too heavy on the transfer portal. It's not about all about just being able to get in a bunch of transfers. It's getting in the right transfers. I feel like Michigan got in the right transfer. His name is Devontae Jones. He's coming over from the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. 
last year, 19.5 points, 7.2 rebounds, 2.9 assists per game at the lower level. Was able to shoot 37% from three, 86% the free throw line. This guy is a walking bucket. He does a great job of handling the ball. Doesn't turn it over very much. He is someone that I think is going to go from the mid-major level to the high-major level. Maybe not be as effective as, say, a Carlick Jones was at Louisville last year, but I think that he's certainly going to be able to do a solid job for this Michigan team. And then you take a look at what you wind up losing in Franz Wagner. Yeah, that's going to be quite a bit. 12.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3 assists, but having back Eli Brooks, I think, is mammoth for this team. Eli Brooks really goes under the radar. He's just that classic glue guy that you need on a national title contender, and I think that he's going to be able to deliver quite a bit of something for this team. Right around 9.5 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists per game. And you can tell that not having Isaiah Livers during the NCAA tournament last year, it certainly did wind up affecting Michigan. If they wind up having him in, I think that there's a chance that they wind up making the Final Four. He is going to be back for this team. 43% three-point shooter, 87% free throw shooter. He has been just one of the best players with regards to knockdown shooting in all of college basketball. He offers size. I think that he's going to be a matchup nightmare out there in the Big Ten. And then you just take a little bit of a look down the line, and then you just wind up having this big, giant whatchamadoo of teams as I really do feel like there's that upper tier of the Big Ten. I feel you've got Michigan, no doubt Purdue there. I think Ohio State and Illinois fall in there as well. If you're looking for a little bit more of a value play, I do think that Illinois, because they do wind up bringing back Kofi Coburn, it does offer that. And you've got the biggest boomer bus guy in the conference as well, Andre Corbello. Andre Corbello was someone that was able to give the team 9 points, 4 rebounds, 4.2 assists per game. Not a guy that's going to light it up from three-point range, but now that they wound up losing a couple pieces from that backcourt, Andre Miller wound up going to greener pastures over there at TCU. He's going to need to step up. No doubt you wind up losing Ayodesumu, a guy that was able to put up 20 points, 6 rebounds, 6 or right around 5.5 assists per game. That is going to be big, but then from there, they wound up having Rutgers at 20-1. to 1. I don't know if I necessarily see it here with Rutgers. Geo Baker coming back is big for this team. I do like Ron Harper Jr., but at the same time, I do take a look at this bunch, and <clears throat> it is some one of these situations in which I don't know how much they're going to be able to ascend. They did wind up playing a little bit of better defense when it came to the NCAA tournament, but at the same time, you could tell that that defense was really starting to wear down a little bit. I think Maryland at 12-1 to is intriguing just because I could see this actually going relatively well, and I could see this wind up being a little bit of a disaster as well. Kudus Wahab wound up having a right around a block and a half for that Georgetown team that we all recall. They were able to make a big run when it came to the Big East tournament. They are going to be able to have a little bit more of a post presence because last year they were very much undersized, but they wind up losing one of the best on-ball defenders in all of college basketball in Aaron Wiggins, and I wound up seeing a lot of people. I have Maryland in their way too early top 25s. I don't know if I necessarily wind up seeing it there. But the team that I think we might be sleeping on and they might be able to make a little bit of noise, why do we always bet against Michigan State and Tom Izzo? It's just not a profitable play to make, whether it be on a game-by-game, -game, a season-by-season -season basis. This guy always knows what he's doing. I actually think that the loss of Rocket Watts is a little bit of an addition by subtraction because you can tell that he was really bogging down the offense. Now you've got guys like a Gabe Brown and company that you actually want in the fold for this team. Now it didn't wind up working out with regards to Joey Hauser being necessarily the man for the team last year, but I do think that this is a Michigan State team that is going to be relatively solid. So that's a little bit of an overview of the Big Ten. Coming up next, it is all about college. It is all about football moving forward. So going to be taking a look at the NFL next right here on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those that are new to the sport, give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 a month at vcin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. Hopefully you guys enjoyed two segments of college basketball talk there. I can tell you right now, there's going to be more and more of it, and we are all the better for it. I just absolutely love college basketball. There's so much money to be made. 358 D1 teams. I can't wait to be... For the college basketball betting guide right now, I'm doing these conferences in alphabetical order. I'm right now on the SWAC. I went out of order a little bit. I probably should have went with the Summit League first, but get to dive into Oral Roberts in the next few days, get those all written up, and then be able to share all this with you guys in a few weeks. So it is certainly something that I'm amped up for. I always get amped up for football as well. We've got to tie a bow on some of the games that we wound up seeing Go final very late. You were able to get a cover if you wanted taking UCLA. A little bit of a hairy one, but they were able to ultimately get the job done by a count of 34 to 16. Total on this game. Well, it did not wind up going over if you wanted taking the over. Anywhere between 60 and a half and 61 was that total. And you wound up seeing UCLA as a road favorite anywhere between 16 and 16 and a half point. Arizona was covering this game until. Final few minutes of the game, UCLA winds up putting up a touchdown and a field goal in the final couple minutes to be able to get it done. So UCLA able to get the cover there. And this is one in which it might have depended on your number a little bit more as you wind up having Nevada take down New Mexico State. But they were up by a count of 52-7 to in the early portions of the fourth quarter. This one winds up landing 55-28. to So New Mexico State... Winds up losing this game by 27 points. So really didn't matter your number on Nevada. You wound up not covering after they were in very good shape to be able to do so. Total winds up going over very easily. Bet from 62 up to about 64 and a half to 65. So that was a very good one if you wound up having the over as you just wound up having a whole gob ton of points. Give New Mexico State credit. If you wound up taking the absolute butt ton of points in this one, you are able to get there with the Aggies. Certainly not as successful as their college basketball team, but New Mexico State able to get a 
we shall say gritty cover in this one for those that want to betting on them. And if you're looking to bet on the NFL, as we know, out here in the continental 48 states, here in about 11 minutes and 50 seconds, but who in the heck is counting? It is going to be a Sunday for all of us, and we're going to be diving into a lot of game previews once we get in there. But let's take a look a little bit at the AFC right now, as it has been a very intriguing year these first few weeks out there in the AFC. We've seen the Kansas City Chiefs lose a couple of games, so it has caused for some people to maybe think that they might wind up falling off their pedestal. We've seen a couple teams out there in the AFC, in my opinion, really do a good job of being able to separate themselves from the rest. These are odds via DraftKings when it comes to odds to be able to win the division. And as of right now, the team that is the biggest favorite to be able to win their division, that would be the Buffalo Bills as they have circled the wagon. They've already got a two-game lead over the Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Right now at DraftKings, you're finding them at minus 500. And if you can find a reason to bet any of these other teams, you let me know. Now, there's just not much value at taking the Buffalo Bills at minus 500. But, I mean, my goodness, you just take a look at the rest of this division. The New England Patriots, you've got Bill Belichick in. I feel like he's doing a relatively solid job with this team, but we've just seen it in general. All these teams that have been starting rookie quarterbacks are just not having a good run of it right now. That is the same for the Mac Attack and company over there with the Patriots. Yes, I do call Mac Jones the Mac Attack. I know that Cam Newton was calling him Mac and Cheese. I don't know what was going on there, but I mean, what in the world of Mac and Cheese is going on with the New York Jets being at 50-1 to 1 because, well, I think that you could probably put another zero there. I don't think I'd be touching the New York Jets with a 50-foot ball in this one. They've just looked absolutely anemic on offense. They were able to do a tad bit of a better job last week, but two weeks ago getting completely shut out by the Denver Broncos leaves really not a lot to like with this team when it comes to the AFC North. I think that this one is the most intriguing one because you've got the Bengals, you've got the Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. All at 3-1 and one right now. You do have a little bit of a favorite here when it comes to the Ravens being at even money. Then the Browns are at plus 120, and the Bengals are at 9 are at nine to one, and the Steelers at twenty to one. I don't understand why they're that short. I mean, if you're going to be taking the Steelers at this number, I salute you, and I wish you all the best. And that's about the best thing I can say about making a bet like that, because with the Steelers, they look old. The offensive line just is not set up the way that it needs to be. The Steelers wound up losing three starting offensive linemen in the off season, and they did really nothing to replenish their. So you've got a guy in Ben Roethlisberger who's old. Even when he gets time, he's not necessarily effective anymore because he just has taken so many hits. It has really worn on him. Najee Harris has been able to get nothing going on the ground game. The defense is not necessarily where it needs to be. I think the towel boy has gotten sick recently. So, I mean, there's just absolutely nothing there with the Steelers. But when you take a look at these favorites, I do think that the best value here is with the Baltimore Ravens. This is a Ravens team that is pretty tried and true when it comes to defense. And I think the big misnomer that we wind up getting with the Baltimore Ravens is because Lamar Jackson is so good at being able to move on the ground that he's not necessarily an effective passer. But you take a look at what Lamar Jackson has been able to do this year, and he has been very good through the air. I mean, he has had three interceptions, but at the same time, he's averaging about 8.7 yards per attempt. So he's been relatively solid with that regard. You've obviously got a little bit of flux when it comes to the ground game, but I think that Latavius Murray has been nothing short of a godsend for the team. He's been someone that has been able to really do a good job of being able to give this team some effective touches. They brought in Le Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that that is going to amount to much of anything in general. He wound up getting a few touches in that game against the Denver Broncos, but I really am not bullish on him. But I do take a look at Latavius Murray. I do think that he gives a little bit of fortifiedness. That is not a word, but I just made it up for that offense. And then you take a look at the Cleveland Browns. And I know that a lot of people have been posing the question, is Baker Mayfield actually better without Odell Beckham Jr.? I certainly think that when you wind up getting a receiver, the caliber of, of Odell Beckham Jr., it certainly is going to be able to help you out. But when it comes to this Browns team, it has been really intriguing to just watch Baker Mayfield because he has been a guy that he just either really stares down the gun barrel and looks Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr., or nothing more than Odell Beckham Jr., or he just doesn't look his way at all. It's been really intriguing to take a look at that. Obviously, they've got a big one coming up against the L.A. Chargers, who 
are much improved this year, but I think that that has been something to watch out for. But what I do like about this Brown team is the fact that Nick Chubb has been able to do a great job on the ground. He's been averaging right around 90 yards a game. He does a great job of just being able to pick up chunk plays. He's able to give you a little bit of something along with Kareem Hunk out of the backfield when it comes to being able to catch a ball as well. So I do think that that's a little bit of an intriguing one. And I want to mention the LA Chargers. They're, in my opinion, a little bit of shorter odds than I would like them to be to be able to win the AFC West. You take a look at them at plus 225, and I certainly think that this is an improved Chargers team. You just had to get the Anthony Lynn regime out of there. They've got a good defense, and I really feel like people slept on the fact that Derwin James is back in the fold because I think that that is nothing short of huge when it comes to this team because with Derwin James, he's one of the more special safeties out there in all the NFL. It's just been banged up the last two years. It's been a unfortunate circumstance here. You've obviously got Bosa in that front seven, but I mean, once again, we go back to the Ric Flair mantra. In order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. I recognize that the Kansas City Chiefs have been playing very badly on defense, but we wound up seeing it with the Chiefs last year as well. It wasn't necessarily to this extreme, but the offense wound up starting out a little bit lax, or the defense wound up starting out lacking a little bit. They got better as the season goes along. I think that that is going to be the case for the Chiefs once again. And the Chiefs wound up doing a good job of being able to sure up that offensive line. And you take a look at the Chiefs right now, they're dead last in the division just because everyone else has been so gosh darn good. The Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos, LA Chargers, all at 3-1. to one. I do think that we're going to see a little bit of a drop-off with the Denver Broncos because I really think that of all the 3-1 and one teams, they've benefited the most from a weak schedule. You wind up playing on the road against the New York Giants. You wind up playing on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars as this is a Jaguars team that is just a very sad state of affairs. And then you've got the New York Jets on there before losing to the Baltimore Ravens. So I don't necessarily see a whole heck of a lot of value of any team aside from the Kansas City Chiefs as I think that they're going to be able to get themselves online. And then the Titans at minus 250, it's not something where I want to be laying a lot of chalk, but I mean, when you play out this division, if you were to play it 10 times, I think at least 9 times out of 10, the Titans wind up winning this division. The Jaguars sink. The Texans stink, and then you've got the Colts who are just all forms of dysfunctional. So those are a little bit of a look at the AFC division odds. And when we wind up coming back from our next break, it is going to be midnight across the continental 48 states. So we're going NFL heavy next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the sports betting network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.